Chris wraps his hand around my and as he tightens his grip to use it to pull me closer, I see his bicep flex. He lowers his head slowly, tilts it to the side, never taking his eyes off my Is that, is that for me? He asks. I bite my lip and nod wordlessly. His is and Hi, Nicole. Hi, Bim. Oh my God, I'm so pleased to see you. I'm sorry. No, I I'm love so it. giddy already. I'm very, very giddy. I yeah. feel like this is, in many ways, not just because it is, in fact, our season finale. Right? Yeah. It is hella special. Very special. <laughs> <laughs> My love is all I have. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. I, anyway, no, no, yes. no, no, no. All, um, all, all jokes aside. Oh my god! This week we are talking about my bay and your bay and the world's bay. Yeah. The jewel in Marvel's crown. That's right. Oh, Captain, my Captain, Captain America himself. Yes, Mr. Chris Evans. Yes, come through, Chris. We love you, Chris. We crush <sighs> on you, Chris. We fancy you, Chris. You're such a <laughs> lovely boy, Chris. We love you, Chris. We love you so much, Chris. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, but not only are we talking about Chris. Later in the episode, Oof. we will actually be talking to him. Talking to to him, talking like to Chris. And more he importantly, he says our names. He call, he talks back to us. We're not just talking to a poster on a wall. We picked up the phone and we spoke to Mr. Chris Evans, Mr. Christopher Evans, if you will. If I had to have a drink with a superhero, maybe Batman. <laughs> maybe Batman. I mean, he he seems kind of like he's a a real chill guy. Like he's not going to be an obnoxious drunk. That was actual Chris Evans' actual fucking voice. Real live voice, like deep and in our ears, as <laughs> as much as it can be, okay? <laughs> Ooh, we talked to him because we wanted to know what it's like to be thirsted after, to mm-hmm. have thousands and millions, millions of people crushing on you, yeah. to be a real live fucking heartthrob. Yeah, like an actual dreamboat, like made flesh. Um, we wanted to kind of just figure out if he walks around with, like, you know, the burden on his back of being a hottie, you know? <laughs> I mean, well, listen, I carry that burden, too. So I, I could understand it, Chris. It's I no get it. It's burden to me. <laughs> hey! <laughs> Ooh, and on that note, welcome to Thursday Kit. <laughs> Nicole, can I ask you a question, please? Sure, go ahead. When you think about Chris Evans, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. do you prefer him hairy or not hairy? Hairy, all the way. <laughs> there was no hesitation. No, no there, <laughs> none. Hairy. As I have revealed over the course of the season, yeah. I like hair. Hair. Yeah, I know you do. Yeah. I very much enjoy a bold dude, but when it comes to Chris Evans, I much prefer when they let him, they let him, like it's some kind of divine I mean... rule. But when he's in a role... And he has chest hair. Mm. It just makes me very happy. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. I, I smile at the like I smile like it's like my chest hair. I'm just like, oh, that's great. When you go back and look at like early photo shoots of Chris, yeah, he has chest hair. He's got hair on the belly, yeah. the little treasure trail. <laughs> oh my god, mm. <laughs> he has really nice <laughs> forearms as well. 
and they look good with a light dusting of hair. So yeah. I enjoy that very much. So shout yeah. out to you and your hair, Chris. Good job. So yeah, that we've established that we enjoy a hairy Chris. Mm-hmm. So it's odd to me that the most famous iteration of Chris, mm-hmm. aka as Captain America, right? He is. There's nothing there. It's smooth. He's smooth as a baby's butt. It's fine. I was gonna say it doesn't hurt, right? But God, imagine Cap with like. Yeah. Just a, a mini pelt. Yeah, just a little dusting. A little dusting. Just, yeah. Just something something to just run your fingers through. Yeah. I'm also very curious about Hollywood grooming in general. Like, why yeah. do they think that men need to be hairless? Yeah, the manscaped look. Yeah. Because Marvel does that for pretty much all their superheroes except the Hulk. Yeah. Which to me is fine. I think it's actually a throwback to the actual comics mm. in which Superman never had hair on mm, his chest. Mm. You know, Batman, all these dudes. Like, yeah. they're, they're men who don't have hair. Mm-hmm. And that seems to be the thing when we're translating that from the comic book onto the screen. It's right. kind of like, all right, everyone manscape. Right. This is me just positing yeah, a theory. Yeah. But I think the removal of superheroes' body hair mm-hmm. is a way of kind of going, you can project everything good on this clean, plain canvas. Mm-hmm. That's why it was so distracting when um, Henry Cavill, as Superman, mm. had chest hair. Like, he he kept his chest hair. Mm-hmm. And it was just such a beautiful thing. And it caused quite a ripple through my Twitter timeline and social media. So I just think, let them be hairy. Yeah. And I think if we, if we then move on from, like, the the chest hair, mm-hmm. hello, to... <laughs> God, <laughs> to actual hair, head of hair. Yeah. Um. So Chris Evans, as Captain America, right, is in fact a blonde. Right. That is not his natural color, mm-hmm. and I don't very much enjoy him as a blonde. Neither do I. And I love Cap, mm-hmm. obviously, as a superhero, of course, as embodied by Chris Evans, of course. Mm-hmm. But the blonde thing really jarred me. Yeah. Uh, I love. I love brunette Chris. I love dark haired. Chris Evans. I mean, right. <laughs> you have to use that voice on me. It just it it moves me. Um, I can tell. I think also that's more you know his truer self, truer mm. self. Yeah. There are other attractive um, hair and eye combinations. It doesn't always have to be. <laughs> you sound like a really creepy person buying a doll. Um, I want a different hair and eye combination. I I mean yes, sure. Be, sure. Be, I mean you know as a black woman, I'm so used to seeing. You need to have blonde hair. Mm-hmm. You need to have light colored eyes in mm-hmm. order to be considered attractive. 100%. And I just, I reject that. And I, when I find myself being attracted towards someone who has blonde hair and blue eyes, I am I fight it tooth and nail. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> I love how this is what gets you exercise. A blonde, ugh. I think it's about the, the, the societal structure yeah. that suggests that this is the epitome of attractiveness mm-hmm. because that is not true. Mm-hmm. But it's something that has been kind of sold to us over and over again. The idea of blondness as a signature for kind of innocence and mm-hmm. for purity mm-hmm. is absolutely a thing. And I think when we're talking about humanizing everybody, we have to kind of move away from idealized versions of uh, perfection. Yeah, And that is undoubtedly locked in to flaxen hair yeah. and light colored eyes. So I can understand your resistance to it. So when we see the trailer for the upcoming um, Avengers movie, (laughs) (laughs) I had a visceral reaction to that trailer. That Infinity War trailer. I saw it and without even meaning to, I was twerking at my desk. And I work in an office. So I got a couple of uh, looks, but I didn't care. Chris Evans as Captain America steps out of the shadows in Wakanda <laughs> with the beard and the yes, dark hair. Yes. It's a little highlighted still, yeah. you know. But he's let it grow a little bit. Yes. And that beard is sitting right. 
and the jaw is looking tight. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, what an entrance that was in that, tra- Ooh, in that trailer. Wee. He steps out of the shadows, and I'm like, yes, step out of the shadows. Yes. Sh- step out of the shadows. <laughs> and yes. it's also like, what does this mean for his character? Because right. usually that tends to signify a darker, wiser kind of move. So I'm very intrigued about what's going to happen with his character. Yeah, well, this is kind of like, people are saying that it calls back to uh, the character of Nomad, which is this this kind of alternate reality uh, or at least an alternate identity for Captain America. Um, and that was kind of introduced, I think, in the 70s where he basically kind of goes off a little bit and the, the, the hallmark of the character is he is this kind of slightly dark, you know, he has the mm-hmm. beard, he's mm-hmm. out there, you know, in the wild doing whatever he does. But essentially it's when he abandons the Captain America title and he goes off to be his own man. And I guess that's part of the reason why he gets to grow a beard. Maybe he grew some chest hair at the same time. Who knows? <laughs> but that's who Nomad is. And so I think that's what, when he emerges from the shadows in the Infinity War trailer, mm. I think, <laughs> all right, <laughs> I, th- <laughs> I think it's a reference to Nomad. It might, could be. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a very interesting way. If he's going to be leaving the, se- the series, then right. this, is, this is a really interesting juncture for which you know, this it, it would provide basically a whole new world uh, right. in which Cap could live on outside of, you know, the embodiment of Chris Evans. So I'm just excited by the fact that, like I said, we've, we've established that hair is important to mm-hmm. us and seeing him with a beard, fighting full pelt alongside people in Wakanda, looking just like the promise of God's love. I just, <laughs> wow. I was taken aback by how wonderful, but to see it, as kind of like sanctioned by Marvel is actually incredibly thrilling. Yeah, and um, I, yeah. I wonder if he kind of fought for that. Because you suddenly think, what the hell happened to Cap in those yeah. years? Oof. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's I, good. I'm excited. I'm so excited. Um, I wanna, while we're talking about the possibility of no more Captain America films mm. with Chris Evans, I want to go back to this Variety profile from 2014, mm-hmm. March 25th, 2014. And it talks about where it talks about Chris Evans says he's ready to leave acting behind. And um, when that first came out, it was a little jarring because we're like, we, you know, we're firmly getting into Chris Evans as Captain America. What does that mean, Mm -hmm. you know, for his career and all this kind of stuff? And it's also where he comes out and talks about his anxieties and the things that he wants to do outside of Marvel and things like that, things like that. And again, there's lovely um, photos of him with the dark hair and the dark beard. Yeah. But I really appreciated him talking about what he wants to do and and talking about the anxiety he feels as a celebrity, as someone who has, you know, just shot up into fame uh, a certain way. Yeah. I think it's interesting that you bring up the um, the idea of uh, the vulnerability that he kind of talks about mm-hmm. in, in this interview. Because mm-hmm. I wrote a profile mm-hmm. of Chris, mm-hmm. like we're pals, me yeah. and Chris. <laughs> I, wrote, I wrote a profile of Chris Evans in 2016. And it was called Chris Evans' version of masculinity is what we want right now. Mm-hmm. It was really about Chris as... Um, an avatar Mm -hmm. for American masculinity, Mm -hmm. but also as we've mentioned before with Cap, this idea of something, someone that you can project ideals and ideas onto. And in that piece, I kind of am exploring who he was. I mean, I first watched Chris Evans when I was younger um, in uh, Not Another Teen Movie, Mm -hmm. which I urge you, if you've never seen any one of those spoof movies, this is the one for you to watch. It's very, very funny. He's very funny, which is another thing. I wish he would do more comedies. But Marvel has him just on lock right now. I feel like the minute he is free of that, I hope he'll stay acting. I hope he will do more comedies because I think he's actually a very gifted comedian. Mm -hmm. Anyway, 
Um, and I'm talking a lot about the fact that he is very much the boy next door, except, mm-hmm. you know, hotter than the boy next door. Um, <laughs> and the fact that he is like the star who also retains like a real kind of down to earth um, quality about him. I think a lot of that is down to the fact that he's from Boston, which is very kind of like, you know, a mid-sized American city. It's yeah. not LA. It's not New York. It's Boston. Yeah. And that somehow is in keeping with this idea of him as quote unquote real. Like he's yeah. like this real boy mm-hmm. who you might have known growing up. Um, he's like this guy who I think is very normal. Mm-hmm. He also does these very stereotypically like hot boy things. Like he likes dogs and he loves his mom and his yeah. best friend is a woman and yeah. all this other stuff where I'm kind of like, oh my God, it's like he was made in a lab. <laughs> you know, it feels almost like a formula, but you also get this distinct feeling that it's very genuine. He seems like a genuinely nice guy. Right. In that profile, I think that was a major turning point for me because again, I kind of, I recognized this is a conventionally attractive white guy and I wasn't sure. like super moved by it. But when I read the profile, mm. And then I saw Winter Soldier. I was like, Listen. yes, okay. <laughs> Listen. Because I needed to see that he was not Johnny Storm. He was not Human Torch yeah. from Fantastic Four. Although Johnny Storm has his charms. Yes, but he's also <laughs> kind of a bro. And he's I'm, very much a bro. You know, yeah. I am not a bro lover. Sure. Okay? Sure. So when I read that profile and then, you know, Chris was making those, um, doing some interviews again, just mm-hmm. talking about his vulnerability, I was like, okay, let me see that you're actually a real human being yeah. and those characters, you're just getting those characters right. because that's what people expect of yeah, you. Yeah, and that's what you look like. No, yeah. no yeah. shade to beautiful Chris. It's yeah. very much a case that he looks like a dude who enjoys sports, and he does. Yeah. And one who would probably be quite obnoxious in a bar. Right. You know, lots of booze and right. kind of like team sport yelling. Right. But, mm. Winter Soldier. Listen. So first of all, it's my contention that Winter Soldier actually is the finest superhero movie we've ever made. I know people disagree. And let me tell you now and forever, your opinion is entirely unwelcome. Fuck off. <laughs> That's a fact. I just told you that Winter Soldier is that. And except that me, a superior culture writer, I have told you that. (laughs) Believe it. It is so good. And it works as a standalone. It works very much as, you know, part of the whole narrative. You know, but as a standalone movie, and I'm not just saying this because I really enjoy Chris Evans's personality and character and whatever. Mm -hmm. I do believe that in that film there is a culmination of talent and and just storytelling Mm -hmm. and the two are married together so well Mm -hmm. that I watched that movie the first time and I was like wait Mm -hmm. I think I just saw something perfect yeah again around that time he was talking about you know he he didn't want to do any more Marvel films he wanted to move on to something else in his career and you can kind of see Chris Evans like this is my swan song. I don't give a fuck anymore. You're going to get everything that I have as an actor, as a physical performer. Yes. Incredible performance. Let's talk about the physical performance. (laughs) I'm actually, the sweat's prickling up my underarms. We're both like pulling our shirt away from our pits because it's real. I am so sweaty right now. The elevator fight scene. Listen. Elevator scene. Yes. So <laughs> I was recently uh, on uh, on a work trip and uh-huh. in the hotel room, I turned on the telly and this scene was on. Uh-huh. And even though it was way past my bedtime, I was like, well, I have to watch this whole fucking thing of now. Of course. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? Does anybody want to get out? Fam. Man. I want to get in. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, what? Boy. 
he uses his body very, very well. It's all mm-hmm. economical movements mm-hmm. that kind of suggest and portray the strength that Cap is supposed to have. Like, it's very good acting. Right. Like, fight acting. Yeah. And, and it's, it's all very sexy. But one of the things that I've noticed is we don't really see that kind of similar choreography when he has a love interest on screen. What does that mean, Nicole? I want to see his baby making choreography. Oh I want to see more <laughs> Sorry, <Chris. laughs> more physical intimacy. And I think, mm. you know, it's interesting because we get to look at him a lot, admire him as a beautiful specimen of a man, yeah, whatever. Good he job, does Chris. get some kisses in, but there have been very few movies where you get to see him in action in another way. Sure. I wonder how much of that is that he doesn't like doing that sort of thing. You know, we've discussed this though, actors, you know, people have like modesty clauses and so on. And that's obviously his prerogative. Let's be very clear about that. Yeah, of course. But I also just think that part of this is Marvel has eaten up so much of his time. Yes. So I wonder if post-Marvel, if Mm -hmm. he chooses to remain an actor, he will do more roles in which, you know, he is out there doing stuff and things. It's just interesting how he remains this kind of object to be looked at. Yeah. But I think that's also part of the, which may explain some of his own uh, discomfort, Mm. I think, around his celebrity. Because Mm -hmm. Cap is inevitably, the whole point of Cap is, yes, he's a good man and a hero and Mm -hmm. so on, but he is someone who was very scrawny Mm -hmm. and then was given the super serum and became this emblem of American strength Mm -hmm. and you know, goodness and Mm -hmm. all this stuff. And I do think about the fact that even when they inject him and he becomes Cap, right? When they they open up the chamber and he's got like that fine sheen of sweat on his incredibly enlarged torso. Yes. And Agent Carter. Yeah. Heli Atwell's character, Agent Carter, has got her hand and he's kind of like, no, can't touch, but I really want to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was like, same. (laughs) Same, (laughs) Mrs. Carter. Same. Um, But what 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 I do think about is I wonder how much of the fact that Cap's character is so tightly wound with the idea of hyper masculinity like he Mm -hmm. is like the epitome of that and i wonder how much of that is chris kind of going yeah i don't really enjoy getting my tits out actually i you know but and i do think that yeah we don't have a lot of him doing a lot of kind of like romantic sexual like love scenes right but i do think that there is another element of that sexiness Mm -hmm. that comes out in his photo shoots that Mm -hmm. he does to accompany various pieces Mm -hmm. that I've been written about him interviews he's conducted over the years Mm -hmm. and so on and the one that I want to talk about most especially is a shoot that he did in 2004 for Flaunt magazine yes (laughs) and it was um, shot by a photographer called Tony Duran I think and they are well they are a lot. They are very... Mm. They're very sexy. They're very sexy. In a very obviously, capital S, sexy way. Yeah. In my in my opinion, there is a very female gaze to these photos, which mm-hmm. is very much setting up Chris as an object to be looked at, to be desired. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also kind of like designed to make him look very comfortable. So there he is on his sofa playing video games with, you know, bare feet, which is obviously a mark of vulnerability. He's got, you know, he's got his top off. Um, in most, in fact, in all of the shots, he's not wearing a top. He looks, his face is very open. I mean, mm-hmm. this was, like I said, 13 years ago. So he obviously is younger. It looks very, very much like you caught him off guard. Like yeah. it's meant to be. It's all, it's a very kind of lady pinup yeah. thing, basically. Um, what I also would like to kind of talk about, when we talk about him being very much blue collar looking or very kind of like American man looking, and I've mentioned before, and I kind of spoke about this earlier in my piece, 
he, I think, embodies the idea of normal. I've kind mm. of said boy next door and so on. But there are all these other things that I think, when it comes to projecting what we think Chris Evans is like, mm-hmm. I think we go for actually surprisingly mundane, very quotidian things. We want someone who seems like they like us. I don't mean like like us in find us attractive, but actually don't actively hate women. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Chris Evans doesn't seem like he is a horrible closet misogynist. Right. He appeared on Anna Ferris's podcast and with, obviously, Anna Ferris and Jenny Slate. Well, they talked about how good of a friend he was to them. And it was so endearing, so Mm -hmm. sweet. Uh, Of course, he also talked about some things like, oh, he's an ass man. Shout out to you, Chris. (laughs) And things like how he has sent dick pics before, which was, you know, very human. I mean, what is more American male than that? (laughs) Um, Anyway. Yes. I love very much also, I mean, we've we've kind of spoken a bit about, well, inevitably, a lot about his Marvel movies. Mm -hmm. But you want to talk about his other roles. Yeah. um, I want to talk about Snowpiercer. Which came out in 2013. That is such a good movie. And not oh. enough people talk about it or know about it. It's actually maybe perhaps, possibly my favorite Chris Evans movie. It's so good. And he so has a beard. Good. Oh, a great beard. Although uh, his face is very dirty. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's just, uh, it's really one of the times that you really get to see him acting, you mm, know. Capital and, A acting. Yeah, yeah. And I think he did a really good job of great his job. performance. I mean, we're just going to go like really quickly through some of like the non-cap and non-superhero performances. Mm-hmm. I also liked him in Playing It Cool, oh, which is a it's a nice little rom-com. It's not a nice little rom-com. It is. <laughs> it is. A, it's too much of a rom-com. Okay, it's not I will, great. It's I will not great, say, Bob. But I thought it was very sweet, and I like watching it. He's very over charming in it. Yes, he's very charming, he's charming in it. The rest of the it. film is not very good. God bless you, Chris, but no. Right, it's all right. One of the movies I love Chris in, actually, is one, again, very, very small role, but actually kind of almost entirely steals the movie, and that is playing Lucas Lee in Scott Pilgrim oh, versus yeah. the World. Yeah. He is so funny. He does this amazing quirk of an eyebrow. Mm -hmm. And every time I see even a gif of that eyebrow quirk, I laugh so hard. He is so good. And that's what I mean about him doing more comedy. I think he's actually a very gifted comedy actor. And Mm -hmm. I would love to see the perfect script come along and just make him do like full pelt 100% comedy because I think he's very good in it. Mm -hmm. And the next film I want to talk about is his directorial debut. Him behind the camera, he's in front, he's also starring in it. Of course he is. What a multitasker. (laughs) And it is a film called Before We Go, starring Alice Eve. Okay. I would like to see him, I would like to see more of what he can do as a director. And I know that's something he's talked about. Yes, Um, that I want to see. I definitely want to see more. Because I do think, and this is the thing, and I wrote this as well back then and I believe it now, Chris, I think, is a very talented man. Mm -hmm. And I think it's about finding the right vehicle Mm -hmm. and the the project that exploits his talents best, Mm -hmm. whether that be behind the camera or in front of it. I do think that he has... A, a rare he has a rare full likability if he's playing like if he's meant to be playing a likable person you get the full beam of his of his charm right um a good example of chris evans's charm i think was in the movie gifted mm-hmm. which came out in uh, early 2017 and he basically plays you know this man who is an uncle to a very very gifted child uh, the brother of essentially a maths prodigy mm-hmm. and it's kind of like a custody battle um and he's so good in this movie and i i came out of the movie and i remember saying to people people were like oh what was gifted like and i was like oh this is not a diss but it's so much better than it needed to be mm-hmm. and he is very good in it and he also stars his now by now frequent collaborator um 
Octavia Spencer, mm -hmm. who, of course, is perfect. She's always good in everything that she does. But he is also a revelation. Like, he plays this sensitive kind of, like, you know, dude who wears, like, a Henley, which is, as we know, catnip. And <laughs> he's just looking nice. And he seems like someone who, when he gives you, like, emotion, you know, you're like, oh, no, I get it. This guy, Frank. Yeah, I get it, Frank. Like, this thing is tearing you apart. He's great. And he has insane chemistry with everyone that he's playing alongside. But most importantly, he has insane chemistry with the woman, the, the actor who plays his mother, um, who is uh, Lindsay Duncan. He and Lindsay have this incredible chemistry that is just kind of like crackling on the screen. And it made me think, because I came out of that movie and I was like, oh my God, the chemistry there was insane. And I posited on Twitter a potential movie in which Chris is in like some kind of romantic drama in like a May-December romance with an older woman. And for that older woman, I want that to be Angela Bassett. I think it would be amazing. Chris Evans, Angela Bassett, May-December romance, maybe somewhere in New York, perhaps Chicago. Just somebody write the script. I'm ready to throw <laughs> money at the box office. Let's make it happen. And I want we would be remiss not to talk about Chris Evans' woke bay personality. Um, and that's not to dismiss the things that he's done, but he seems very aware. He's very conscious and uh, of the things that are going on in the political landscape of the country. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he does it in such a way that you're not mad at it. I, I had a tweet that said, you know, I wouldn't invite him to the cookout necessarily, but I would FaceTime him while I was there. I'd right? fix him a plate to right. deliver later. So I have a quick clip um, from Chelsea Handler's Netflix show. Uh, it's season one, episode three where the cast of Captain America have come to dinner and they're talking they're talking about inequality in America. And Frank Grillo, who played in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, he played Crossbones, one of the bad guys that Captain America has to fight. Frank Grillo talks about how Italians are discriminated against and Chelsea Handler comes in and she's like, yeah, but also black people. And Frank Grillo at one point puts black people in quotation marks and air quotes, you know, little bunnies. And Chris checks him a little bit, so I'm going to play that for you. Somehow, women are not quite where men are. Well, neither I, are I black can't. people. I mean, there are or so many Italians. people that I... Well, that's not a big issue for us, Italians. Or Italians. Can we throw Italians in there with black people? No. <laughs> Why did you feel the need to put quotations well, I don't know. <laughs> So, look at Bay. You know, not to give cookies for the bare minimal. No, never. I don't bake cookies like that. But I do think it's important because I think that there is a substrata of people who don't respond to criticism unless it's coming from a source that they can recognize and view as an equal voice. Mm -hmm. And I think it is imperative that in situations such as the one that occurred on Chelsea Handler's show, when a white man says some shit, I think it behooves the other white man in the room to call him on that shit. So for that alone, I appreciate him not sitting there and smiling gamely, yes. but kind of going, what the fuck, dude? Yes, that's very important. Yeah. White people need to call each other out that's on right. their shit. It's not every black person's job. Yes. Thank you, Chris Evans. Only for that. Like, <laughs> if only for that alone, I would fancy you. Okay. <sighs> it's the moment you've all been waiting for. I have uh, prepped my chair. I have <laughs> got a glass of water. I am ready. But it's coming up after the break, so you should get your water too. Uh, we're going to be back with the one, the only, Mr. Chris Evans. Man. Whew. Now we have something very special for you. Hello. Hi. Hi. We love you guys so much. 
that we conspired <laughs> to have Chris Evans call us during his lunch break from Listen. the set of one of the last Avengers movies. Kind of chaos here on set. We're in the final week oh. of uh, filming, of filming uh, these Avengers movies, and yeah. uh, everyone's just scrambling. Luckily, we got all of our own inappropriate thirsting out of the way before we talked to him. <laughs> <laughs> but just hearing his voice, the timbre, the mm. just like that laugh, you know, that Listen. little giggle. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. That was special. Well, we, we, we won't keep introducing. We'll just, let's just get to it. Um, the first thing we're going to mention, truly, because uh, we have to, is uh, the cap beard. Right. Right. You, you said that like you knew what we were going to ask. Um, right. I don't right. know if you know this, but people fucking love the beard. <laughs> well, that's good. That's good because I really like it too. I mean, it was, I, I usually live my life with a beard. I just, I, I'm not a huge fan of shaving and it provides a little bit of uh, anonymity at times. And um, I, I, I was really excited that, that the Russos and, and Marvel were willing to kind of give that look a shot. I think it's cool. I think it kind of, it just changes things up. We've seen Cap the same way so many times. He's such a throwback. He's such a classic. It kind of gives him a little bit of a, a modern vibe. 72% of trailer chat based on the trailer was because of your beard. Like <laughs> people kept oh, looking really? at, yes, yeah. people kept looking at the trailer because of your beard. I don't know if you know that, but oh. now you do. And now you oh, can't wow. unknow it. Yeah. Shout out to your beard. It's done some, it's done some real work. You should pay it a separate well, check. Hey, hey, I, I wish he were here to thank you, but sadly <laughs> he's, uh, he's been shaved. Oh, damn it. Aww. Okay. Yeah, that's Sorry. a bummer. Don't worry. I'll get him back real soon. Thank you so much. Uh, <laughs> Wait, how long does it take you to grow that beard? Uh, it actually grows pretty quick. Uh, luckily, uh, I, I think I can get a pretty full beard in maybe maybe a month, maybe maybe three to three to four weeks. Okay, congrats on your speedy growth. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Cap is basically, in many ways, the jewel in the Marvel crown. You know, like you said, he's a classic. He is the guy. He's literally named for the country. I'm trying to think about how far he's been disseminated. So he's gone in people's lives in a way that is really kind of there. They're on screensavers. Cap is, you know, on people's phones. He's on wall posters. He's in people's lives. And I just wonder, do you ever think about the incredibly uh, diverse amount of fantasies that people kind of project onto that? You know, the idea of Cap as this good, upstanding American, you know, figure. What, what kind of... I'm trying to basically think about how people react to, to the character, which has become so synonymous with you over the last several years? Well, I, I guess, uh, luckily for me, uh, in, in life, I, I don't think for, <laughs> for some reason, I, I, I don't think I really resemble myself the way I look on film, which <laughs> is kind of, I, I typically, when I, when I run into people, if, if uh, it is kind of explained that I'm the actor who plays that character, the typical response will, will you get this kind of, cockheaded look and they just go no you're not that guy i just saw that movie last night that guy's bigger he's taller he's better looking right <laughs> like, there, there really is a disbelief at my 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 actual form and reality um and kind of kind of a blow to the confidence but <laughs> uh but but i guess it does kind of uh help me get through crowds uh, so so i guess i don't really have people coming up to me as often as you think when oh. they do um i i suppose it's uh I mean, it's really nice if, if, if you have to play a character over and over again and, and really kind of um, be a part of this, this big cinematic uh, chapter. Um, 
it's it's nice to play a guy that has those kind of moral traits and and has this kind of sound moral compass that that you you try your best to to maybe take home with you at night you know when when you're in that headspace all day it's it's nice i mean it's a lot nicer than playing a villain it's a lot nicer than uh kind of dwelling in the darker parts of your head uh mm-hmm. for an extended period of time so I, I i just i feel lucky that i get to kind of in any way share that kind of uh good nature but do you ever get that um the longing to play a villain to kind of try to do to be a different uh a person in our pop culture atmosphere oh sure yeah yeah that's why i'm going uh, i after we finish this i'm going to go do a a little run on broadway and uh and the character that i play is not a good person right um, and that's that's very different than doing a film obviously it's it's you know I, I guess I kind of don't know what to expect. I've never I've never done a Broadway show before, but mm. but I imagine it's um, a challenge for a number of reasons, and I and I think that challenge will only be exacerbated by the fact that it's a really dark character. So I'm not quite sure how it's going to go. Um, I'm I'd be lying if I said I weren't scared, um, especially because I play such a vile character. It's not like my character is. Uh, I, I doubt that I'll be feeling the warmth from the audience. If anything, uh, it's going to be a a detestable reaction, which like I say, it's a strange dichotomy to kind of, you want the audience to hate you. The more they hate you, the better you're doing your job. I, I, my drama teacher in high school told me a story about a performance of Othello. I think it was in Texas a long time ago where the character who playing Iago, Iago, uh, someone in the audience stood up and shot him. Uh, you know, he, he didn't die went to the hospital, but in the hospital said that it was the, the highest compliment he could have been paid. So wow. <laughs> not looking to get shot. No. But, but, but uh, if, if people walk out of the theater really just uh, hating me, then, then I think I've done my job. Can you share with us the title of that Broadway play and the role that you'll be playing? Sure, sure. The play is called Lobby Hero. It's uh, written by Kenneth Lonergan. And uh, I play uh, Bill. He's a police officer and... Not a good man. <laughs> All right, that's a, that's a great that's a great way of uh, closing that out. Um, we're gonna we're gonna kind of go back a little bit um, because obviously a couple of years ago you posted that cover letter that you wrote to casting directors when you were sixteen. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> about wanting to be an Isn't actor. That amazing. It wasn't it. Good job, you. So um, <laughs> funny. So funny. I mean, so I mean, it's been clear that you wanted to be an actor fairly early on. Um, but when did you realize that you were, uh, and I apologize if this makes you blush, but when did you realize that you were hot, Chris? <laughs> oh, man. Um, goodness. Uh, I mean, I, I, I still feel like I'm, I'm just trying to pull a fast one over on people. Um, oh, come on. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, hey, listen, you don't know what I look like first thing in the morning. It's rough. <laughs> it's, I mean, um, I, I, I literally haven't seen that, but I find that very difficult to believe. <laughs> well, you're very sweet. Oh. Um, I don't know. If, if you look back at some of my photos uh, from childhood, it was not kind. You know, I, I, had a really, I had a really bumpy road. And I think like most of us, we still feel like that, no matter what, no matter what happens, we, we kind of connect to that chapter in life when you first start exploring the feelings of kind of comparison and, and seeing, you know, it, it's usually connected to when you start noticing uh, the people you're attracted to. Uh, 
you know, somewhere around nine, 10, 11, when, when you first start coming into your own sexuality and, uh, kind of seeing how you stack up, uh, that, that was probably one of the roughest chapters of my life. Um, and, and I think for most people, you kind of stay in that kind of suspended state. Um, and, um, I don't know. I don't know. I guess, you know, when, when you get to, when I got to Hollywood, you know, and, and you start going on certain auditions and you're like, all right, typically I'm playing a guy in a letterman's jacket, you know, and I, I think, you know, I, I guess I fit a certain uh, character type, but, but like I said, that is, that is not how I feel right. <laughs> on the inside. I'm, I'm a pretty big dork and, um, God, everybody says they're a dork. This is a stupid thing to say. I shouldn't have <laughs> no. said it. No, no, it is. Don't beat yourself up, please. No, no. You know we're all I mean? dorks. A, yeah. oh, I'm just a dork. Like it's a stupid thing to say. But, but, but I really, I really do have dorky tendencies. Um, so I, I don't know. I guess um, I, I suppose right when, when when I started auditioning and you kind of see the the pattern of things you're going out for, you're like, all right, I guess I guess that's kind of the the role I fit into. Mm. Well, um, looking back through your pop culture influences, who did you look to to mold yourself after when it comes to projecting masculinity, projecting desire, projecting what those people you thought wanted you to be on screen? Huh. Good question. Um, I mean, I, I you, you can take this or leave it, but I, I grew up in like the real sweet spot of Tom Cruise's career. <laughs> you know, I grew up. <laughs> In those late 80s when Top Gun and Days of Thunder, Color of Money, um, and then into the 90s with, you know, The Firm and uh, uh, Mission Impossible and uh, A Few Good Men. And, and just something about him just really, I, I just thought he was just the greatest. And I still do think he is just such a powerful presence on screen. Mm. Um, so, so I always thought Tom Cruise was kind of like the pinnacle of what, uh, you know, uh, a movie star should look and act like. Mm, mm. So Tom Cruise, obviously, is an inspiration that way. Did you have any uh, posters growing up? Who were your pop culture crushes when you were growing up? Uh, pop culture crushes. Uh, I, I, I have been vocal about this in the past. I, I had a big crush on uh, uh, Sandra Bullock. Sure. Um, who else did I have a crush on? I had a little crush on Salma Hayek. Um and then, you know, I, I had a crush on, like, Kelly Kapowski. You know, I don't know if you guys know that reference. <laughs> yes, yes, I do. Yes. <laughs> by the Bell reference, you know. And, uh, you know, I had an older sister, so she would watch shows like, you know, 90210 and Melrose Place, and those things always seemed a little bit um, out of bounds for me or something. So so probably, you know, the whole cast of 90210 was just, <laughs> they all felt like just older and cooler to me, and I probably had crushes on every girl on the show. Yeah, fair enough. What are some things that you are most objectified for? Like, what do what do you find that people are kind of like, oh, there goes Chris Evans's blank. I want that. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, well, maybe after this interview, sounds like my beard. Yeah, mate. I, I don't. I don't understand how you didn't even know that. That's literally. I mean, again, not to put you on the spot, but I got text messages about your beard. I just want you to know <laughs> that people are thinking about your beard. A lot of the time. Can you tell us your grooming secrets about your beard? Yeah. Do you use any shea butter in that beard? No, no, I don't. It's so funny because I've had multiple people kind of try to push some sort of like a beard oil or something on me. And I was like, what? Who is, who is lubing up their beard? That's, that's just. That's that's just gross to me. No, no, there's, there really is no grooming. Um, I, I just you know, 
you comb it in the morning so you don't have those like kind of bedhead looks. But but uh, yeah, there's there's really not much grooming to it. I want to move forward a little bit. Um, I'm sure that you have heard about fanfic, fan fiction about Captain America. Um, have you ever? Has anyone ever brought a specific um, fanfic to your attention? And if so, do you remember what it was about, or do you read any fanfic about Cap? Like like comic books. Well, stories that the fans write, like they come up with their own worlds and and ideas for what they want to see Captain doing, and so they write oh, their no, own no, stories. You didn't know about that? Oh, wow. Oh, no. my goodness. Oh, okay. So, no. listen, I can send you some links if you would like to <laughs> if you would like to read some stuff. But could, are because, they good? Oh, my God. Oh, they're, they're great. Of course, there's a lot with Cap and Bucky together as a yeah. couple. Yeah, um, that, that comes up a lot. People love the idea of, uh, of Cap and Bucky. Yeah. Oh, right, yeah. right. End sure, of the line, sure. buddy. End of the line. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. It yeah. writes itself. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it really does. Um, there's also, like, some stuff with uh, with uh, Black Widow. I've seen one with Cap and the Hulk, which was interesting. Um, wow, that sounds like it could get kind of rough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> a little painful. Yeah, yeah. well, that too. I mean, you know. <laughs> I mean, that's not always bad. But anyway, uh, moving swiftly on. Um, <laughs> oh, God, I know. I know. I can only apologize. Um, what, <laughs> something else to kind of talk about, just to go back to this uh, this grooming thing. Um, we wanted to kind of ask what you're going to miss. Now, obviously, you've been playing Cap for such a long time. Um, what are you going to look forward to not doing anymore Um is it the dying of the hair? Is it the, you know, letting that beard grow happily forever? The chest waxing? Yeah, I think it'll, you know, to be honest, uh, it's, it's going to be nice to not have to go to the gym. <laughs> it sounds so awful to say it, but, you know, I'm, I'm 36 and, and we, we started these movies, what, eight years ago, nine years ago, something like that. So over the years, your body just goes through a little bit of wear and tear, not only trying to get in shape for the film, but then the actual filming, a lot of stunt work. Mm. You, you you get banged up, so it's it's, and you never really want to completely uh, fall off. You know, when you wrap a film, even though you stop going to the gym, in in less than you know six seven months, you're going to be starting another film. So you mm. always kind of got to keep somewhat of a foundation. Mm. I really wouldn't mind just not quitting the gym completely, but just kind of readjusting my workout to fit, uh, you know, a 36 year old body and and not trying to carry around so much size and just kind of be more functional, I suppose. Right. Right. So, um, I want to... Oh, you guys sound so upset with that. No! No! Oh, my God, no! No, not at all. No. <laughs> Let me reassure you. Yes. From the bottom of my heart, no one is disappointed with that. No, um, you've at done, all. You've done sterling work <laughs> okay. thus yes. far. You've earned your rest. Yes, please. Trust me. <laughs> we, no. Just before we Thank came you. in... I, I promise I'll never let it go completely. No. If you could just keep the beard but, for me, that would be great. You know what I mean? The gym doesn't matter. Just keep the beard. Just keep that going. That would be great. Um... I don't know if you know this, but there are a lot of sisters out there that have strong feelings for you. And I wanted to know, when will we see you with a love interest on screen that is a person of color? So that we oh, can... Oh, God, I don't know. I okay. mean, you know, I feel like you've got a little clout now. Maybe you could make some suggestions sure, for people. Sure, pulling those strings a little bit, yeah. yeah. Just yeah. not a casting director uh, or two. That with the beard? Yeah, listen, oh, listen, Chris... 
listen. <laughs> if you did that, I just want you to know that the box office might could be the strongest box office you've ever seen in your life. Because I myself will buy several tickets. And I will, imp- I will implore every black woman I know to also buy several tickets. Listen. And together, we could really make something right, happen. I'm going to make some phone calls. Are, are you familiar happen. with the concept of black Twitter? Uh, no. Okay, oh. so black Twitter is just basically the black people who use Twitter, right? <laughs> and so part of a very hard concept. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> part of the 72% of people that drove traffic to the um, trailer for Infinity War were black women seeing you and that beard and you running and you're like your hair is flopping and you're doing a lot in that trailer <laughs> sir really yes yeah. oh man when you step here. when you step out of the shadows you know I, have you seen the trailer do you know the one that we're talking about yeah yeah okay have, yeah. and you step out of the trailer yeah, the first after, reveal yeah when he's like get this man a shield and yeah. then you step out listen listen sir <laughs> I just <laughs> <laughs> it, it did a lot for uh, the women in my friend group. Okay, yeah, yeah. And, um, like I told you, text messages, and I was like, guys, I don't know Chris. I've just written about him. I don't know him. I cannot pass his messages on, and now today I can. So if you could get if you could get a love interest that was a person of color, specifically a black woman, you know, I'm telling you, the ticket sales would go through the roof. I'm all over it. I'm going to make Thank this you. happen. All please, right. that's all please. we ask. Thank and you so much. And when we break box office records, yes. I can attribute it to you guys. We'll take it. Hey, you know what, guys? I'm sorry. I just got the five minute. I got to run back into. That uh, makes sense. Embarrassing to say. I got to run back into hair and makeup and get this, uh, get this face looking ready to be on camera. <laughs> it takes <laughs> a lot of work these days. That's Aww. a lie, but you're very gracious. Thank you so much, Chris. This is an absolute pleasure. You're so welcome. Nice talking to you guys. You too. Nice talking to you. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bim, I can't believe this is going to be our last <laughs> fanfic wars of the season. Ooh, yeah, I, I, I yeah. mean, I'm, I'm excited. The one thing that Nicole and I did say was that we were going to, whatever we did for the season, we were going to end on Chris Evans mm-hmm. for the season. So I've, I've known from the beginning that the final drabble, the final fanfic was, mm-hmm. going, to be about, was going to be about Chris. But of course, it's difficult. <laughs> oh, God. But of course, it's <laughs> difficult to write fanfic when you have engaged with the person because then they are a real person and it's very very hard to do nicole i have no problem thinking that you powered through this (laughs) because you always do and i'm the person who's just kind of like oh i don't know it's weird anyway nicole yes are you ready with your travel go nicole go nicole go nicole Chris comes into the bedroom where I'm sitting on the edge of the bed, staring into space, looking at all of my creative fears. He has a tote bag in his hands, clearly filled with goodies. It's the night of my first reading for my book. I'm nervous. My stomach threatens to betray me every time I blink. It's an hour before we need to leave and I'm scared. Hey, he says, I got you a few things. He covers my hands in his and searches my face. He can see the upcoming panic attack melting my skin. I'm so proud of you, he says. You have a strong team behind you, including me, but your talent, your perseverance, your craft brought you here. Oh, my God. Tears sit heavily in my eyes, and he pulls me to his chest. I breathe in his freshly showered scent, sharp, a little citrusy, a little woodsy. Awkwardly, he reaches into the bag and pulls out a huge jar of cocoa butter. <laughs> so you don't have to worry about ash tonight, he yes, says. Bitch. <laughs> he says, a smile curling through. 
Next, he brings out my favorite lipsticks and glosses, my favorite bottled water and snacks. Wow. I don't want you to worry about anything. His voice rumbles through me. He pulls out one more thing, a photography book with a strange-looking bookmark. It's the book of unreleased Prince photos by Afshan Shahidi that I've been wanting, but it was sold out everywhere. Oh, my God. I immediately sit up and start flipping through it. Chris pulls out the bookmark and shows it to me. It's actually a set of tickets to Minneapolis for dates in the middle of his own press tour for an upcoming movie. I look at him, my eyes big and questioning. I know, but look, he turns to me fully. His neck and face go splotchy red with a blush. Now he's nervous. When you get through this book tour, he says, we'll go and have a special tour of Paisley Park. I've already arranged it. It'll be a nice break for me, so you have to make it through because you'll be helping me too, okay? Fucking hell, mate. He picks out a corner of the plane tickets. He's worried he's done the wrong thing, and my anxiety shatters from the force of his love breaking through. I jump him, pressing kisses all over his face and neck while he laughs and squirms beneath me. Yes! Between his chuckles and return kisses, he reminds me we have to get ready to go. Make me late, I say, reaching a hand down between us. Make me late. Fucking hell, mate! <laughs> Make me late, is it? Yes! All right. Double entendre up in this bitch! <laughs> oh my god, I hate you! <laughs> I feel... Ooh. Wow! Wow! Oh. Wow! What a Wow! Oh my god! All right, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna wipe down my armpits. I'm sweating a bit. Bro. Yeah, I'm sweating beneath my bra. <laughs> All right. Oh my god. Bim, are you what? ready? Mate, how could I be? <laughs> you just finished the sentence with "I'm sweating beneath my bra." How am I supposed to be ready, bro? Oh my god. All right. So my I have to say this. I reached for a number of um, stereotypical Chris things. Mm. Um, for example, you know, the Yankee candle that was apparently made to smell like the idea of Chris Evans a few years I ago. I had no idea. Mate, I what? Will, I will send you a link. I will put the link in our Tumblr too. Um, <laughs> and I also kind of added elements of, you know, this idea of him being a very vulnerable person. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to also uh, telegraph the respect that I feel for him as an actor and an artist, especially now that we've made contact. Right. Like I said, we don't ship real people, but... Shout out to Chris, the Chris of this fiction, <laughs> mm-hmm. who I'm sure is, you know, very much based on the real Chris, who was a delight. Let's be very honest about that. Right. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed by my own self. Okay, let's begin. <clears throat> this is my travel. We drove up to the cabin early in the new year, determined to be off grid. Work would soon get crazy for the both of us. I'd be embarking on my book tour and he'd be filming down south and across the border on new projects. We decided that the first week of the year was an indicator of how the rest of the year would pan out. And what was better than the momentary absence of loving but boisterous family members, quiet, cosy reflection in front of a crackling fire and consuming adult beverages, among other activities. We'd lazed around most of our first 24 hours in the cabin, but on the second morning, I woke up to the thwacks of splintering lumber and a quick look out of the window brought an objectively good sight. It was Chris, in a shearling jacket, bringing an axe down on some wood, mm. a sheen of sweat giving him a glow. Mm. It had been a cold winter so far, and not even love could make me be out there unnecessarily. But still, I could make myself useful in here. The reward for hard work is hot chocolate, and since we're adults, 
It's hot chocolate laced with something a little strong to ward off the chill. (laughs) In minutes, Chris was back in the cabin, laden with firewood, nose tipped pink, a panting dog alongside him, carrying his own contribution, a single stick. I gestured to the steaming mug on the table with a socked foot, alpaca wool, an early Christmas present from Chris, and he collapsed next to me. I sat up to accommodate him, the dog jumping up to join us too, and placed both my feet in his lap. Chris kneaded the arches of my feet with his chilled but slowly warming hands before reaching forward to pick up his own mug. We should do this every year, he said quietly, before taking a sip. He sounded unsure, like he was testing the waters. His eyes, framed by those long, long lashes, were bashful when he added, I'd really like that, if that would work for you. I nodded slowly, and then faster. Come here, I said, leaning forward to cup his face, his beard the perfect combination of coarse and smooth. In a week, away on a distant set, the beard would be gone, and I wanted to memorise its feel beneath my fingertips. It's already working for me, I said. Everything works. So that's a traditional winter drink. <sighs> I'm sure. <laughs> oh my god. <clears throat> Those are our drabbles for yeah. this week, the season finale. Yeah. We hope you enjoyed them. We hope you did. Of course, there'll be a poll up on our Twitter account at Thursday Kit for you to vote which one you like bad- better. <laughs> but you know, like Bim frequently says, we're all winners. All of us. We want to thank Chris Evans for his inspiration. (laughs) Shout out to you and the shilling jacket I placed on you in my fiction, Chris. Thank you very much. Shout out to you and your beard. (laughs) And you can email us your own versions of Chris, all your fakes, all your drabbles, please, at thirstaidkit at buzzfeed.com. Just send us a little email. Nothing too long. Although, listen, it's a season finale. Do what you want. Do what your heart tells you to do. Send us your Chris Evans fanfic and we will delight in reading all of it until our eyes are bleeding with all the lust. (laughs) So, so do that, please. We, we we truly appreciate every single drabble that's been sent in this season. Absolutely. Thursday Kit is produced by Eleanor Kagan, Julia Furlan, and Agaranesh Ashagre with additional editing by Meg Kramer. Our music is by Tanya Morgan, and you can find Nicole and I on Twitter at TNWhiskeyWoman, that's whiskey with an E, and Bimadew, that's B-I-M-A-D-E-W. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked what you heard, please head to Apple Podcasts and rate and review the show. It helps other people discover it, and we love to hear what you thought about the episodes, and we just love getting all the praise from you guys. Yes, we do. So email us any praise and or <laughs> MacArthur Genius Grants to firstaidkit at buzzfeed.com. We also also want to give a massive massive thank you to mr christopher evans who Aww. graced us graced us with his presence was very much a sport a game sort yeah and let us ask him about what everyone thinks about him and was honest and open and kind and funny and great so thank you chris we appreciate you and again thank you to our listeners out there our little thirst buckets we could not have made it this far without you it's been an incredible ride and yes. we're so excited to be back in your ears very very soon Yes, and before we get back in your ears, you might even see us with your eyes. Um, So look out for our live show episode next month. And if you are so inclined, you can actually stream the live show live as it is happening on February 12th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. 
And you can do that by going to thegreenspace.org. And that's green spelled G-R-E-E-N-E. In 2018, we cannot wait to bring you more first aid kits. So please, to keep posted on when our new season will air and so on and so forth, follow us on all of the things. You can find us on Twitter, where we are First Aid Kit. You can find us also on Tumblr, where we are First Aid Kit Podcast. .tumblr.com. And until you hear from us again, until you see us again, make sure you stay thirsty, lust out loud, be proud about who you love and who you thirst after. There's no shame in desire. Remember that. Lean into your thirsts. Lean into your thirst. I like that. Thank I like you. That. Apologies to Cheryl Sandberg. Uh, we've <laughs> reappropriated lean in, and I think that's the correct thing to do. A lot can happen when you actually take a chance. A lot can happen when you just say what you want. Say it with your whole chest. Mm. Mm-hmm. Shoot your shot in 2018. Yes. Go for what you know. Yes. Go for what you don't know. Hey. Go for what you want to hey. know. Oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> we love y'all. Bye. All old jokes aside, this episode is very special. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> We have no particular rhythm right now. We None. Just, we just want to be like, uh, we're just uh. grunting out of time. Just, uh, uh, uh. It feels good. Pie or cake? Uh, ooh, pie. What kind of pie? I'm probably going to say apple. Uh, okay. Oh, okay. That's All classic right. American. Oh, we'll go with it. seems really de- you seem so disappointed <laughs> with that. <laughs> Is that not what you were hoping for? Tell you no. what, the close second. There you um, go. That's the correct answer. Cherry's in there, too. Okay. Cherry's in there somewhere, but sometimes it's a little too sharp. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> Does that make sense? I guess you can't describe a food as sharp. No, you can. You can't have cherry pie, and it's too sharp. <laughs> well, with your with your apple pie, are you one of those people who eats cheese with the apple pie? God, Jesus Christ, no. <laughs> no way. No, get some ice cream on there, and we got a deal. <laughs>